Welcome to episode two of the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Brett Steele. I'm here with Phil Ruxy. Phil, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Brett. How are you doing? All right, doing all right. Also joining us, as always, Jonathan Detroit Haynes. Detroit, how you going? I'm doing good, and I'm ready to piss some people off again this week. Yeah, we, speaking of that, we did a, a pretty good job of that last week. Um, let's go over that. Uh, of course, last week, our first show, uh, Rough Around the Edges, some, some good parts, some bad. Uh, got a lot of feedback out there. What are some of the reactions that uh, you guys heard with the show? Go ahead, Phil. You go first. Um, well, I think the majority of the feedback for myself was that there was a lot of um, noise and it was kind of hard to hear. It was muffled at times. Um, but I think we're working on the, the audio, so I think we can step our game up this week. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree. I think we'll be a lot better. But I, the feedback that I was getting was mostly it was hard to hear. Uh, the audio was real bad. And there was we were talking over each other. So hopefully we can work those out. Yeah, the the app we're using um, to get to get this done right now is, is the Anchor app, and there are some tricks and tips that, that I've looked at to, to improve the uh, the audio and what to do and what not to do. So we'll see if if, if we uh, get a little better at that uh, this week. The, the goal is just to improve week over week until we get a a pretty a pretty solid finished product there. So. Going over the agenda for this week, we're going to start out, since we're getting ready to go into week one, we're going to go through our preseason power rankings. And then after that, we're going to go into week one predictions. So starting off though with our preseason power rankings, what we did, each of us independently ranked the teams one through 12. We add those scores up, divide that by three to get your average score uh, if you tied, we went off last year's performance, or if you were a new team, the benefit was given to the uh, already existing team. I think we only had a, a couple of those situations. And, and then we'll kind of elaborate if somebody has somebody higher than the others or somebody has somebody lower than the other two did and kind of go into why we feel that way. So with that being said, let's go into our power rankings. And we're going to obviously – Count down from 12. So at number 12, um, we have the Marmot Mustangs. Now, I'm the outlier here. Uh, Phil and Detroit had them both ranked at 12. I got your back, Mike. I got, them, I got you guys ranked at 10. Here's why. I love the up-and-coming QBs of Darnold and Baker. Both are looking to take a big step forward this year. Um, yeah, he's a little bit weak at running back, right? Eckler, Murray, Howard, I, I get that. But still, Eckler is going to have a big chance to shine in, in this upcoming season as long as Gordon holds out. Um, wide receivers, best part of his team, right? You got, you got um, Keenan Allen. You have Tyreek Hill and you have Mike Williams. All going to see a lot more opportunity. Now, one thing I will say about, about Mike's team is that it has a lot of chargers on there. Keenan Allen, so, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good offense to be tied to. So, I could see, I mean, I could see Mike surprising some people, some people this year. I'm not, I'm not putting them 
you know, in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not sitting way up the rankings, but to finish better than last, I, I fully uh, believe that uh, the old councilman will be able to do that there. So at number 11, we have our very first entrant from one of the podcast hosts, Phil, the Nitro Neanderthals. Uh, let's see. Let's have the breakdown here. We all agreed and had uh, the Nitro Neanderthals at 11. So, so Phil, let's get some uh, reaction from you as far as your, your team being here. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, it's a consensus that the Neanderthals are the 11th best team in the league. Um, I myself, um, I almost put myself at number 12, but I had to go with 11 above Marmette. Uh, again, sorry, Mike, to bash you there. Um, but honestly, I thought you guys would bring me a little higher. I'm a little disappointed. Um, I feel like if <laughs> I feel like if the commission was involved, you know, Jeremy Goodell, he would have me at least at number nine. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think 11 is a good spot overall. Um, going into the season, you know, before the Melvin Gordon situation with a holdout and everything, um, and then Lamar Miller going down with a torn ACL, I thought I had a pretty good shot at making the playoffs again. Um, defense isn't great. Um, uh, running backs, well, if I had Lamar Miller and Melvin Gordon, I'd be in pretty good shape. Um, but now I'm down to Duke Johnson and Derrick Henry and, of course, uh, the Texans on Carlos Hyde. So that would probably eat away at some Duke Johnson opportunities. Um, I still have Phillip Rivers at quarterback. Um, I feel like he's old, reliable. Um, he's always going to get you a, a decent amount of fantasy points every year. And I feel like he's very underrated as well. Um, wide receiver, I feel like that's been one of my strong points these past few years. Um, I still have Robert Woods, Christian Kirk, and Devontae Adams, of course. He's a he's a top receiver. Um, I did trade away Brandon Cooks to the Montrose Mega Powers um, and Brett, uh, during the rookie draft. So, probably wasn't a good decision. Uh, I think it was like, a great decision, Phil. Yeah, it was right, terrible. I mean, it was terrible. I thought it was spot on. I mean, I got yeah, no complaint. Is this my time or what? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, anyways, um, and then, of course, I uh, hate to do this, Detroit, but I have to mention Eric Ebron. Um, <laughs> I know that's one of Detroit's favorite uh, oh, Detroit a, lines of all I'm time. I'm a big fan of Eric Ebron, big fan. Yeah, um, he's obviously – he's going to regress this year in touchdowns. I mean, that was pretty much his entire production last year was the red zone targets. Um, so, he's, he's obviously going to go down, so I'm going to lose some production there. Um, a player I'm really excited about, though, this year is Chris Godwin. I think he's going to have a – Pretty good season. Um, I think he's going to break out, and hopefully Jameis Winston can do absolutely anything to get him the ball this year. Um, and, of course, like I was saying on defense, it's not the best. Um, I do have some good linebackers with, still with Levante David of the Bucks. Shaq Thompson's okay. Um, defensive line, have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Again, as Brett was saying earlier, the Chargers players. Um, usually offense and defense, that's a pretty good team to have. Uh, Jamal Adams, I really like him in my secondary. I think he's going to have a, another big year. Um, I have Teron Matthew in my defensive player. Um, I don't think he's going to have a great year. I think he's going to have a down year, but still decent production there. Um, but overall, I think 11 is probably the best spot for me in this at this current time, and I don't think I'm going to make the playoffs after I think it's six years in a row I made the playoffs maybe. I can't self promotion there at the end. Somehow you still found a way to self promote after. Yeah, but I didn't have the data to back it up, of course. I just had to. <laughs> top, top of my head. Being ranked 11th 
and agreeing to it. But then, okay, I got you. No, good, good, good job there, Phil. Um, all right, so coming in at number ten, uh, the Putnam Mountain Mamas. Now I have them at twelve. Phil and Detroit both have them at ten. Real quick, just my own little soapbox here, and I'll kick it to to one of you to comment on their ranking, but. The moment that I put them as my dark, dark horse with the Buston to win the championship, literally everything has gotten worse by a lot. Trading away Evan Ingram for Tony Pollard, that was the big questionable trade of, of the weekend. And I just don't see – I mean, everything's going backwards now for, for the, the Mountain Mamas, and we're not even in the season yet. So I had to throw him all the way down, all the way down to last there. And I'll let Detroit um, go. Well, gee, thanks there, Brett. You just stole my thunder with that trade this past weekend. But (laughs) I I have to – I don't know. These teams ranked 9 through 12 I think are pretty much the same. I think you could just throw them at a wall and just rank them. Um, The reason why I picked them over, say, Nitro, Neanderthals, or Mustangs is I like the receivers – I think they're very solid there with Diggs, Hopkins, and Jeffrey. Um, plus, they have Sanders. Um, they're steady with Matty Ice at quarterback. I know you'll love that, Brett. And they got Kyle Murley while well, he's a rookie. Um, I think I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback in the league, but I think it's going to take a, like a year or so for uh, the teams to figure him out. Um. Yeah, I think with fantasy, he's going to have a really good year. Though. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a lot like Lamar Jackson was last year. Um, I definitely like his running backs better than, say, the Marmette Mustangs. I like Williams and Ingram better. I mean, I'm still – like I said, I'm, it's not really saying a whole lot. The problem I had with the Mustangs was both his quarterbacks are going to be coming – they're their second season. While I think Baker's going to be really good, I'm still not a believer in Sam Darnold. Um, Mike does have some good receivers, Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill. But I mean, let's be honest, Hill's just one more child beating from being put suspended for the season or forever. So who knows with that guy? I just, I don't know. I, I just like the Bustin's team a little bit better. Um, but like I said, all these, all these teams between nine and 12 are about the same. Okay, so that that's a good point. Uh, nine, nine through twelve, all all you know, similar issues. Obviously, if you have you have a lot of uh, problems, we'll say if if you're towards the the bottom half of the league. Um, speaking of number nine, we had a consensus number nine, and that is the Dogtown Dobermans and Keith Reed. Um, and I'll go ahead and expand on that a little bit. Built around uh, two two high risk wide receivers in. Uh, a, B, and Beckham. So, I mean, you have a lot of potential issues there. He's young at running back. He does have Connor. He has Miles Sanders, but we don't really know his role yet in that offense completely. Um, he is solid at QB. A-Rod, Big Ben. I like Josh Allen this year coming up. Um, but also outside of his two main wide receivers in uh, A, B, and Beckham, he's, he's extremely thin. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, you know, his role stands to be diminished this year in Atlanta with Calvin Ridley coming up. Uh, Goodwin, always injured and is kind of a long shot. Uh, 
kind of a deep shot wide receiver. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, Seth Roberts, okay, uh, Drake on Smith, he might step up this year in, in New Orleans. We'll see. Um, so, I mean, he even has Ryan Switzer could, could see some playing time for some dirt for the Dirtmans this year. So, obviously, uh, some, some room to improve for the Dobermans. Um, and coming in at number eight. Now, this is where I need to say ranking two through eight. To me, it was, it was a crapshoot. Uh, I can make the case for any of these teams having a great year finishing second. I can make the case for any of these teams having a terrible year finishing eighth and, and on the outside looking in from the playoffs. So, um, we have the Roxalina clan. I believe it was a consensus number eight. Um, and I'll go ahead and have Phil uh, explain why, why, why we have the uh, Roxalina clan finishing outside the playoffs and uh, in, in the eighth spot. Yeah. So to kind of go along with what Brett was saying um, about teams two through eight, I think, do think, um, while we had a consensus at number eight for the Roxalina clan, I do think they could easily make the playoffs um, in points projections by ESPN. They are projected A, so overall it's a good spot. But like you were saying, I think they can make the playoffs. Um, they're pretty much set at QB1 with Jared Goff. Um, in that offense with Cooks, Woods, um, and uh, Cooper Cup coming back from injury, I think he could put up some big numbers this season, maybe his best season yet. Um, at running back, he has David Montgomery with the Bears, uh, Devontae Freeman, on Johnson, who, I don't know, I don't, I think he's going to be better than I'm expecting, but I'm honestly not expecting too much. Um, I do think he may actually have a better season than Freeman, though, honestly. Um, and then Larry Fitzgerald, Kenny Galladay, uh, wide receiver. Of course, Fitzgerald just continues to put up numbers year after year, no matter how old he gets, kind of like uh, Tom Brady. I think he's probably going to have another good year. Um, Greg Olson, a tight end. Um, he's probably a, a top 10 tight end, I would say, in fantasy usually. Um, so I think he's pretty much set there. Uh, the pick I really like, although I think he reached in the draft, was TJ Hawkinson, who was going to be a second tight end, which throughout the season will probably – uh, move over to his number one tight end, I would say. Uh, Matthew Stafford, um, not really big on Matthew Stafford. He can put up okay numbers every now and then, but otherwise he's pretty much stuck in a QB2 role. Um, and then Darius Leonard, at run, a linebacker, he was obviously uh, the top linebacker last year. I think he's going to have another really great season in that Colts defense. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Patrick Onwasar. Rounding out his linebackers, I think he's got a pretty solid linebacker. Um, on the defensive line is where I'm starting to question his team, though. He has Daniel Hunter um, on the defensive line, and then at the edge, currently he doesn't have anybody in that spot, so that may be an issue um, in terms of scoring for that <laughs> position, um, which I'm sure he'll figure that out before the game start this week, hopefully. Hopefully he hears this, if not. Um, nice. And then Defensive backs, he has Jones, Bell, and Jackson. That's pretty solid secondary. Um, and then Raquan McMillan, a linebacker uh, for his final DP spot. Um, then Greg, the legs are line, rounding out his um, starters. I think 
Um, he's a he's a he's a good kicker as well. So I think um, overall, like we were saying, he could be anywhere from eight to probably up to two, honestly. But um, currently, before the season starts, we have him um, at a consensus at eight. Yeah. So my thing with with Eric, um, too many lions on the team. Too many freaking lions. What are we doing? This Man, isn't I the point of that out. I mean, that, that was my thing with, with Eric is, is a lot. That's the, my, my main note I have written down. A lot of Lions exposure. My man is drafting with the heartstrings. Has never uh, seen the Lions draft somebody that he didn't, didn't follow up and draft as well in the rookie draft if he could. I love the passion, but, uh, I mean, who gets Eric on the Lions by? I mean, you're, you're walking in with a W there. So, so. I mean, I could be full of it. I've been told that a time or two that I don't know what I'm talking about, including a lot last week. So <laughs> we'll just stay on brand and keep uh, keep uh, just just talking insane to some people. So, um, okay, now I got a bone to pick with you guys with number seven. All right. All right. Number seven comes the KC Kings. Avoid Tim McCarthy. I have him as the highest, ranked number five. Detroit, number six. Phil, number seven. A lot of hate on on the a lot of hate in the form of, of not ranking him quite as high on the KC Kings. Wait, I think. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I got to interrupt you here real quick. What? Why are you sucking up to Tim? I'm not I, sucking up to Tim. Nobody. I haven't ranked six. Last week than I, I have. Haven't. I have him seventh, which it's like five, six, six, seven. It's not like like we have him ranked 10th and 11th. Guys, he's on the outside of the playoffs looking in with you. Phil, I mean, Detroit, maybe he's on the last seat of the playoffs. But can I, I mean, can I speak? Can I give my reasoning? No, not when you're going to be sucking up to one of your best friends. And like we were saying earlier, though, two through eight could basically be in in or out of the playoffs. I mean, he's still a good possibility. I mean, you you take a shot at me and Phil like we think his team suck or something. I still have him making the playoffs. Playoffs? Listen, Phil, <laughs> Phil has him on the outside looking at and, and anybody that's been that's been following the threads know that no one's fought with Tim Moore over the past week than I have. So I have no reason to do this, but I have to speak honestly. My man has y'all forget that Le'Veon Bell's back this year, right? He's back. I mean yeah. he did okay last year, barely missing the playoffs and Bell, I mean, Bell obviously gone all year. So, Bell and McCaffrey, that's a killer running back duo. Um, yeah, T.Y. Hilton doesn't have luck anymore. I mean, Brissett's not garbage. He can still throw a football. So, a little bit of drop-off from T.Y., but he's still going to be, you know, a formidable, uh, formidable wide receiver option, especially in Dynasty where everybody's thin. Um, Breeze and Cousins, not the best wide receiver – or, I'm sorry, quarterback uh, duo. It is exactly my second weakest as far as the playoff teams that I have. But I'm still – I'm looking for Cousins to step up a lot this year um, because the, the line's been short up. I mean, nobody could have thrown – not even the great Tom Brady, right, could have thrown behind that O-line last year. So you wipe that off the books because it's got – they've drafted a center. They've gotten improved um, on their line. I mean, I, I think I see big things there. And then his wide receivers. He's got two wide receivers that I really like to have an upcoming season. Um, D.D. Westbrook, I, from everything I've seen, Nick Foles loves him some D.D. Throwing to him nonstop. And you keep an eye out for Michael 
Gallup. While Amari Cooper's been hurt, uh, Gallup's filled in that number one role. Uh, according to some reports, getting a lot of rapport with Dak. Um, I look for, for Michael Gallup to have, to have a strong year. Tight ends, Vance McDonald. There's no other tight end in, in uh, Pittsburgh now. And Big Ben loves the tight end position. So um, Jerry Cook also in New Orleans now in a more high-powered offense. He's going to see a lot more touches. I, I think Tim, uh, like I said, get, gets the five seed this year. Um, Leighton Vander Ash on the defense will take a step forward uh, also. Um, I mean, you're talking about number four last year ranking, uh, middle linebacker. Uh, this year I think he'll, he'll be even better. So that's why I have Tim at uh, number five and not disrespecting him like uh, you two have, have done. I just get it on the record as saying that Kirk Cousins is a garbage quarterback. Oh, okay. I don't think you have to go on record to say that. I think that's just a fact that everybody knows. Okay. No one could have thrown behind that line last year. And he's, I mean, he can only go up, right? He can only go up. I think so, he's going to so go down, he, honestly. I don't know. You think he's going to go down from last year? Yeah. Okay. We need to. Somebody mark should the pocket. Can we cut that out? Can we cut that out? That's time. It was September 3rd, 2019, when Phil lost his mind. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's been before that. I mean, he just tell you. So on to the next uh, pick, and I don't got much to say about this next this next ranking. I, I've I've been uh, getting my mind right for this matchup. So we have the Polka Pharmacist, um, kind of the reverse of the big rant I just went on there. Um, I have him at seventh. I can't talk all that mess about him being the team that won't make the playoffs and then rank him in the playoffs. So obviously I'm, I'm right on the outside at seven. Uh, Phil has him at six. And Detroit has him at third. So we'll go ahead and let Detroit uh, say why he has the poker pharmacist um, lifted, lifted so high up there. Well, LJ's team, I think, actually made some really smart trades during the before the draft and during the draft. The first one was he got Tom Brady to be his number two quarterback, and he traded away for pick 34. I think that was a steal. Yes, we all know Tom Brady's 43, 40-whatever. 40 but he's still going to be close to top 10 fantasy quarterback. Then the trade that I absolutely love that he made, and I cannot stress how much I love it, was when he traded his number 10 pick and got Corey Littleton, who was top three linebacker in fantasy points last year, and Sammy Watkins. And he got a 2023 round pick for that. I think what people forget in these kind of, dra- in these kind of leagues that we're in is how important defense is. I will agree there. And I love, absolutely love LJ's linebackers. He's got Bobby Wagner, Corey Littleton, Luke Keckley, who's a little bit old, I get it. And then he drafted Devin Bush, who I think is going to be a beast in Pittsburgh. He's going to be all over the field. So right there, he has, by ESPN's rankings, he has three linebackers that are projected to score at least 225 points. In our league, it says for this year, projection-wise, only 13 linebackers are supposed to score 200 points. And he's got three of them. And I think that's huge. I love his receivers. I like Mike Evans. Josh Gordon, as long as he doesn't do Josh Gordon things, he's going to be fine. He's going to put up big numbers with Brady. I love Tyler Boyd. And I especially love him now that A.J. Green's out for a little while. So I think his production is going to increase. And he's got Zach Ertz as his tight end. I mean, he's like the third best tight end in fantasy. So, I really like his team. 
Cam Newton and Brady is his quarterback, so he's going to score a lot of points there. So his running backs I'm a little bit worried about with Sonny Michelle, but I do like Philip Lindsay. I think he will put up some decent numbers. But he can roll out there with four wide receivers on his roster starting every week. So that's why I have him projected so high. And like I said, I think his defense is just outstanding. Okay. So, so real uh, quick, over or under six and a half games for Josh Gordon that he plays. I'm gonna in. get. I'm gonna go over. I think I'm gonna go over. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go over too. I think I set that too low, but I think he's gonna miss some time. He has to. I mean, with his history. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll see. His time, he misses it during the most crucial part of the year, which is towards the end of the season in the playoffs for fantasy. So, I mean, I know I've been burned by him. I know, um, I know Matt, the um, owner of the Charles Methodist, has been burned by him in many other leagues. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. But if, when Josh Gordon misses time, it's always towards towards the uh, towards the end of the fantasy season. So, we'll see with that. So. Transitioning there to someone that Detroit was so high on, to a team that Detroit is so low on, himself, the Elkhue no <laughs> River Rats, I'm in at number five. Now let's break this down. Uh, let's Somebody's see. Somebody's being humble. Yeah, let's see. I have him as uh, number four. Uh, Phil has him as number two. And uh, Detroit has himself at number seven. So he comes in at number five with an average there. Um, so Detroit, uh, your reaction to your ranking and why are you, why do you hate yourself? <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, how much time do we have? Yeah, so, right. Um, right now, deep dive. <laughs> well, you know, my middle name's Detroit. So I'm a huge Lions fan. So what is there ever to be happy about? Um, my biggest thing with my team is I just don't know about the quarterbacks. I got Trubisky and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I worry about the sophomore jeans. We saw he couldn't throw the ball worth a lick last year, but he does put up good rushing yards. My running backs I love, but they're young. You got Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Darius, Geis. That's how you say it. Yes, I got it right. Yeah. But – uh. Those guys are young. I think Chubb will definitely have a big year. Uh, I still think the jury's out on Aaron Jones. He seems to be nicked up a lot. Um, my wide receivers, I do love. Julian Edelman and Juju Schuster. Uh, I guess Sterling Shepard's all right. But I do love my tight end, Travis Kelsey. Wow, you guys are talking me into liking my team a little bit more. Is here. I'm looking at my roster. Um, <laughs> I mean, you literally just have to look at your team and like it. I mean, it's pretty simple. I don't know. I just – I worry about the quarterback, so that's that's my main reason. Um, I do. Uh, I I've only made the playoffs once, and that was the first year we started this league. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad I've been. I have made some horrible decisions, and I'll go down still saying that the, my Zeke trade was a good trade. I mean, I like Carson from it, and like I said with that Zeke trade, I mean, I don't really hate it what you got back. I hate what you did to the evil commish and set him up for success at a, at a crucial position for years to come. Yeah. So uh, I, I understand that. I, I really do. And that's why I had that trade out there forever. Cause I yeah, really didn't want to trade with him, but we'll see. Yeah, how I do think your week, your week uh, position is running back. I mean, I'm not huge on Aaron Jones, even as a Packers fan, 
And Chris Carson, I don't know, something about Chris Carson, I just don't have good feelings about him. Um, but I do really like Nick Chubb, though. I think he's going to have a great year. The thing with Chris Carson is, though, I do have him handicapped with Rashad Penny. So I, I am kind of set there, I believe. But we'll see. Because that's, I mean, that's that might be the most run-heavy team in the league. I would say them or Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, and then probably the Bills as a third, um, as far as being as far as being pretty run-heavy. So, I mean, I, I like what I like what you have there. What you're what you're building on. You're obviously going to screw it up in the draft these picks, but right now. <laughs> I'll give you a benefit of the doubt. So, well, thank you guys. I appreciate the support. Yeah, the backhanded compliment there. So, <laughs> uh, now coming in at number four. Oh God! Everybody's favorite villain, the Montrose Mega Powers. Um, yours truly, team. <laughs> you both had me at five. I, being the humble person that I am, had me at two. <laughs> So, um, I'll go ahead and react to my own here. All right. <clears throat> Let me go ahead and pump my own team up here. Running back, running back, running back. I possibly will have two of the top six running backs in David Johnson and Todd Gurley. People are worried about Gurley's knee. I'm not. Okay. He's being taken care of. McVay knows what he's doing. Pacing them along, pacing them along. Gurley, I think, will somehow – outperform expectations this year because a guy tweaks his knee and you guys put him in a grave. No, it'll be fine. He's in that high-powered offense. I still love my tried and true Todd Gurley. Wide receiver is my Achilles heel. Always been terrible for uh, – it's been terrible for a few years. Okay, it's always been terrible. All right. But we made some improvements. Uh, I somehow got the Nitro Neanderthals to trade me the number – or the second-round pick for Brandon Cooks. That kind of just fell into my lap. So we'll have that deep threat there. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Everybody knows I'm a huge Falcons fan. Yes, the touchdowns will regress, but the targets, the receptions, and the yards should move forward to counteract that. Uh, I look for I look for Ridley to step it up even even more here. Um, and Dante Pettis, I got no idea. Could be good. Could be cut. I mean, I've heard him anywhere from number one to not making the team in San Francisco. All that whole range during this offseason. So so we'll see with that. Um, I am the land of tight ends. I have you know, four startable uh, tight ends, O.J. Howard, Austin Hooper, old man Delaney Walker, and my favorite upside surprise, Mark Andrews. Watch out for him this year. I mean, there's going to be a lot of weeks where I start two tight ends. And, and, and I believe I'll see success with that. Now, my main reason, because like I said, rank them two through two through eight, they're all about the same. My main reason that I have myself up so high, quarterback situation. Dak and Deshaun, two mobile quarterbacks that are extremely important to have mobile quarterbacks in leagues where the touchdowns are worth four or passing touchdowns are worth four. These guys get you six points and the rushing yards on regular basis. So Dak and Deshaun are the reason why um, I have myself up so high. And for all of you disrespectful people, I was in the title game last year. This isn't some big reach. I finished second last year. Um, so so we'll see if we can have a, a repeat performance because we want to go one higher and actually bring that championship belt back to where it belongs in Montrose. So uh, with with that next, I'm not even going to let you guys comment about my own team. I'm not going to let you disrespect <laughs> 
through the airwaves. So um, <laughs> that's because everybody knows. I'll probably just fast forward this part anyways. Uh, number three, uh, we got pretty close here on our consensus rankings. Um, the Charleston Methadones, um, I have them ranked as third. Um, uh, Phil and Detroit both have them ranked as fourth. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and pick one. Let, let's uh, let's have Phil go into to why, why we're such big believers in the uh, Methadones. Yeah, I mean, I think um, before the season started, once we had two members leave the league and then two new ones come in, we had a we called it a bust and Dustin and an angry Matt uh, player draft where those two teams had players go into a pool and they did a draft to complete their teams. Um, I think before that, before that, I would say we would all be surprised if either one of them would um, probably have a good year um, where they were made up of two different teams. Um, but ESPN has the methodos projected at fifth in points at around 3,700 points on this season. Um, and I think he did really well in his draft. Um, uh, quarterback, he has Russell Wilson and Jameis Winston. I mean, if Jameis Winston could basically do anything at all that's positive this year, he should have a good season. Uh, Russell Wilson, we all know, he's productive every year, so shouldn't be any issues there, barring an injury or anything. Hopefully, I just didn't jinx him. Um, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, and Josh Jacobs at running back. I really, really like the Josh Jacobs pick. I think he's going to have a good season in Oakland. Um, I know he kind of fell down um, in some drafts there towards the beginning of the season or towards the end of the preseason. Um, but I still, I'm still pretty high on him. I think he's going to have a good year. Of course, Leonard Fournette, if he can stay out of trouble and stay healthy, he's obviously a beast at running back. So he should have a, a good year as well. And then Alvin Kamara, kind of aside from Breeze and Thomas, kind of the three-headed monster of the Saints. Um, so he should have a, a huge year, I think. He'll probably be one of his best players. Um, and I really like Robbie Anderson, actually, as well, the receiver for the Jets. Um, I think he's going to have a, a breakout year this year. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, he may turn into one of the Methadone's best receivers. Um, Tyler Lockett, I know a lot of people are high on him, but for some reason um, I think he's going to – regress some this year. Um, I don't think he's going to have as good a year as he did last year. I know he had 10 touchdowns and almost 1,000 yards, but I think I do think he's going to drop a little bit in touchdowns. He might go up a little in yards and catches, but I do think he's going to have uh, less than double-digit touchdowns this year. And then Jarvis Landry, of course, with the Browns. Um, I'm sure Beckham's going to draw a lot of attention, so that should open up a lot of opportunities for Landry. Um, so I think if he can make the most of them, he should have a really good season. Um, he only had four touchdowns last year, um, but of course the offense is completely different this year. So I think he could come close to double-digit touchdowns. Um, Evan Ingram, a tight end with the Giants. Um, I like Evan Ingram. Um, I think he's going to be a top ten tight end at the end of the season. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, I see your, your your point there. Now um, we'll move into to number number two here. Um, again, this is uh, the Cross Lanes Gamblers with Nick. Now, he got the tie break with Matt. They both had the same aggregate score, but he got the tie break because of uh, Matt being a new team. Um, as far as the breakdown, I have the Gamblers at six. I thought I bought a little bit too much into the hype and kind of kind of uh, reined them back in in my rankings. 
Uh, Phil has them at three. Uh, Detroit uh, has them at two. So I'll go ahead and have Detroit talk about why uh, he has them ranked so high. Well, I love Nick's team, but of course, Brett, you're going to not like anybody that's ranked two since you rank your team second. But all right, anyways. I actually like Nick's team reminds me a lot of LJ's team. Um, He's very solid at defense. He's got four really good linebackers. He got Blake Martinez, Rokon Smith, Deion Jones, and he drafted Devin White. I know, Brett, you don't like linebackers and stuff being drafted early in drafts, but I think defense, they score a lot of points. People neglect it. Um, His quarterback, Carson Wentz, love him. I think he's going to be MVP this year. Yes, I know he's been banged up a bit and he gets injured, but I think he stays healthy, and I think the Eagles have a huge year, and I think he's going to be the main reason why they have a good year. Dalvin Cook, um, I guess same thing with Carson Wentz. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to get a ton of carries in Minnesota, and uh, he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. James White, I mean, he's good for 80 catches a year. His receivers and tight end are solid. He's got Thielen, Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, Hunter Henry. I mean, Michael Thomas, he's going to probably score 300 points in this league. Um, I, like I said, I really like his team. I think he's solid all the way around. Uh, most teams, you know, that's just, you know, oh, we're strong at running back or we're strong at receiver. I think he's really solid at every position. I'm, um, I'm not going to go over kicker like Phil does, but I think, I think Nick's going to have a really strong year again. And I expect big things out of the gamblers. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think he is solid pretty much all around. And um, DJ Moore, I think he's projected 233 in ESPN, but I think it's actually going to be closer to 270. I really like him for like a huge breakout season this year. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm rounding out our power rankings. Whatever. Uh, we all have him as number one, the Glasgow uh, Gladiators. Um, we already talked Just about so happens to be the commissioner. Stupid team last week. Uh, Mahomes and Jimmy G, that's his quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, running backs, of course, we know it's loaded. Zeke, Barkley, Mixon, um, wide receivers. He's got Julio. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got Amari. Um, and, of course, tight end George Kittle because he's a Niners fan, so we got some homer picks there. Um is one of those that tends to play attention to, to defense. So I, I don't look for much uh, much regression there. Um, yeah, so my main strategy now with the uh, Gladiators is just to put all the hype and all the pressure in the world on them and <laughs> them fall short of expectations. Can I add something about his team? If you really have to, yeah. All right. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think everybody in the league knows that he has the best team. Can't possibly lose, right? Never. Right. I think him losing the luck is huge because we don't know – what the deal with Jimmy G is. I mean, he has yet to play a full season. Um, I'm, I'm not a believer in him yet. Uh, we all know Zeke. He's going to come back. That's fine. I look at his team, and I don't think he has a lot of depth. So if he loses one or two of these players, I think it's anybody in this league can jump in and win this. Yeah, that is a good point. That was something I noticed um, looking throughout the rest of his team is that if one guy goes down, well, I would say it'd have to be probably three or four guys going down to – so oh, no. at least out of the playoffs, but oh, no, he has two other top twelve running backs. Yeah, <laughs> I get off the running back thing. We get it. Can survive. 
But I think him him trading away Littleton to LJ was a big big mistake. That's just my opinion. Of the commission's love of drafting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I think he's real light at linebacker. So. Yeah. Okay. But I, but we all agree he's in the number one team. Everyone's shooting for his team. Boring. It's like when people. College football, who's your playoff teams? And of course, it's Alabama and Clemson. What's next? He's boring to talk about. We've already devoted too much time to the evil commission on this show. So we're just going to move on into week one predictions. First game we have up my beloved Montrose Mega Powers versus the Poca Pharmacist. Pharmacists are an, an early uh, three point favorite. So I'll go ahead and have uh, Detroit. Go ahead, and what's your prediction for this game? Yeah, I think I am going to have to take your team, Brad, in this week. I like I like your matchups a little bit better. I think uh, I think Deshaun Watson's going to light up the Saints defense. I'm still not a believer in that pass defense for the Saints. Um, I don't know. I just uh, – I look at the roster, and uh, even though I do love LJ's team this year, I'm going with a little bit of an upset in taking your team. Okay. Okay. Uh, Phil, Phil, what are your thoughts? Well, I hope I don't make it a consensus, but I'm also going to go with the mega powers um, of, with uh, somewhat of an upset over the pharmacist since the pharmacists are favored in week one. Um, I do like Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to have a really big year. And then of course your running backs, we all know are pretty good as well. Receivers, he upgraded with Brandon Cooks. I think he's going to have a big game against Carolina. Um, but overall, yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be a tight one. I think it's going to be kind of the spread, but opposite. I think it's going to be about two twenty-five to two twenty-two with the mega powers coming on out on top. Okay, okay. Of course, it's going to be a consensus. I can't bash LJ's draft and then have him not making the playoffs. I did all that without even knowing I was playing him week one. So I have to put my money where my mouth is. This is a classic battle. I, this is so great in so many ways. I bash him for going defense early, and this game is going to be completely the Mega Powers offense versus the Poker Pharmacist defense, defensive players, and who who can get the better of that matchup. I prefer offense to defense variants. I think the defense can can swing too wildly as far as points and IDPs. So um, I'm going with the Montrose Mega Powers to win the game. Um, and then we'll move on to our second game now, the KC Kings. Versus the Cross Lanes Gamblers. Uh, Detroit, go ahead with your prediction here. All right. I'm going with Nick and the Cross Vegas Gamblers because, once again, I'm going back to Carson Wentz. And he's playing the Redskins this week. And I think the Redskins are going to be terrible. Um, I think Carson puts up about four touchdowns. I love James White because he's going to get 80 catches, like I said. Um, Tim is strong with his one-two punch at running back, but – I'm expecting a big week out of Carson Wentz, so I'm going to go with Nick and the Gamblers. Um, I'm going to follow suit and go with the Gamblers as well. I think it's going to go as predicted about a 10-point game. Um, I'm just not as high right now on Le'Veon Bell as a lot of people. I know he's in really good shape, uh, kind of set out a year, so it didn't take a toll on his body. I'm just not sure what to expect, um, at least in game one, so I don't think he's going to have quite the production as he's projected by ESPN. Um, Kind of the same thing with T.Y. Hilton. Um, I do like Jacoby Brissett, but I'm just not sure how it's going to gel the first game of the season. 
Um, so I think his production is going to be down a little bit as well. Um, and like you were saying, Detroit, Carson Wentz is probably going to have a huge game. And James White as well. And then Dalvin Cook, of course, um, projected about 16 points. So uh, I think the Gamblers come out on top of this one. All right. I'm bucking the trend on this one. Uh, of course you are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the Kings are 11-point dogs going into this game. But when I look at the matchups, I put Bell and McCaffrey as greater than Cook and James White. This is the year James White takes a, a decent step back. Sonny Michelle's dominating that backfield now. They drafted a running back and Harris to, to, to back him up. James White's going to be a very special uh, just utility player. Think of a almost like a, a downgraded Darren Sproles type. So um, I, I have the Kings uh, winning this game. And then we'll move on to game number three, the Marmot Mustangs versus the Putnam Mountain Mamas. Detroit, what's your prediction here? Well, I have – People have been thinking I've been dogging Mike since we started this podcast. Maybe it's because you have. No. Well, they said the same thing about Tim, and I love Tim too. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go – even though I haven't ranked lower than Dustin's team, I'm going to go with Mike this week. Um, I think Cleveland is going to get off to a strong start. So I think Baker will have a big game. But uh, – I'm just – I don't feel good about this game at all. It says it's, what, a 10, almost 11 point. Point spread, but in favor of the Mustangs. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just going to have to – I'm going to go with Mike in this one. I know that was a great an analyst by me, but – Nobody should expect anything more. <laughs> That's okay. It's going to be better than mine. I hate you, Brett. God. <laughs> this just in, Detroit hates Brett. Anyways. Um, I have – I think this one is a coin flip too, honestly. I mean, along with myself, we're kind of the seller dwellers of the of the league. Um, but I do have the Mustangs winning by a very close margin by one or two points. Um, I think they'll get the victory in week one. Okay. Um, I have, because I'm the only one on this podcast that has respect for our beloved councilman, I have the uh, Marmette Mustangs, of course, winning this game. Um I think Matt Ryan has a tough match- matchup with uh, with with the Vikings D in in Week One. Um, I like a lot of the the matchups for uh, Mike, especially his wide receivers. So so I am going with the Marmot Mustangs to beat the inaugural game for the Putnam Mountain Mamas. On to game number four, the Glasgow Gladiators, everybody's favorite can't lose team versus the new. <laughs> Austin uh, Methodons. Uh, it is right now the spread is kind of throw that out the window because uh, Jerem does have Zeke in and he's obviously projected zero points right now. Uh, I imagine that might be a headline with this game. What happens with Zeke? So, um, Detroit, go ahead and give us your prediction here. Well, I think the favorite to win this all league is going to come out and go 0 1 to start this league. Oh, I'm going with Matt. I really, uh, I think if you're going to get. And I don't think there's a better week to play him. I think even if Zeke comes back, he's probably not going to play that much. So I would say maybe 10 carries or something like that. Um, I, I, I like Matt's team anyways, but Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are playing Cincinnati. I think him and Lockett are going to hook up a couple times. Um, I think uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say Matt wins big. I said it. 
Yes. Mark it down, Detroit, with the with the Judas call. <laughs> Having the condition back here, Phil. What's your pick? Um, well, I think this is going to be the highest scoring game in the league this week. Um, my score is two seventy to two forty six. So I actually have the Gladiators winning pretty big in this one in a high scoring affair. Um, I know Mahomes is going to get the Jags, so that could be a little tough for that game. Um, but I still think he's going to put up some massive points. Um, like you were saying with Elliott with 10 carries, I think he's probably still going to get 20 to 25 carries in game one um, where he hasn't been hit in the preseason or anything. I mean, training camp, he hasn't been in, hit by any contacts. So I think they're going to kind of throw him right in. Saquon Barkley, of course, the top running back in pretty much anybody's league. Um, can't expect anything less than a huge game from him in week one. Um, and then we all know his receivers, pretty good receivers as well. And um, so overall, I think he's going to come out pretty big in week one. All right. Cannot wait to make this prediction. I am going with what will go down as the biggest inaugural upset since the Texans beat the Cowboys in their first year in 2002. I'm going with the Charleston Methodists over the Glasgow Gladiators. There's no better time to play to play the Gladiators than right now. Look at these matchups. Mahomes going against the Jags. That's not easy. Zeke may or may not be there. And if he, like you all said, if he is, he's going to get light work. Uh, I love the, the Cowboys line. Yes, they're suspended slash injured at the beginning of the year. But I think they'll do about as good a job as you can do on Barkley. I don't know what that means. Maybe hold him only to 50 points instead of 80. I don't know. Um, Seattle just beefed up their defensive line. There goes Mixon. Julio Jones, I love him. That's my guy. He's got he's got roads on him this week. It's not it's not happening. Uh, Carolina's defense steps up a little bit. I like the the Giants also with their corners. And then you flip the script and go over to Matt's team, like Detroit said. A lot of favorable matchups. Uh, Kamar against Houston, Fournette against KC. I love all of this for Matt. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna surprise Week One and uh, and and get one over on the Gladiators early. So, this next game, Pitts are two podcast hosts against each other, the Neanderthals and the River Rats. It's it's the biggest spread in week one. Uh, the River Rats favored by 27 points. No Detroit, surprise. tell us why you're going to destroy Phil. Well, because, I mean, have you looked at Phil's roster? I mean, seriously. Um, no, I think uh, – I just think my team's better, Period. Um, better running back, better wide receiver, tight end. I mean, I got the best tight end in football. Um, it looks like he gets me there on defense, you know, but, you know, we'll see about that. Um, Phil, he does have Rivers who's going against the Colts, but I think the Colts' D has been pretty decent. Um, as for his other matchups, I just don't know, man. I, Kirk, I mean, he is playing the Lions, but is – is he going to get the ball at all? I mean, we'll see. But I really like my team, and I like the matchups. I think Dick Chubb's going to run all over Tennessee this week. Carson's going to score at least twice against the Bengals. So, I think I win big. Phil, you want to take a moment and uh, defend yourself here and tell us why you're going to upset? Um, I mean, I would like to, but I don't think I can. <laughs> um, honestly, I do think if I did have Melvin Gordon – and Lamar Miller, and even A.J. Green in week one, I do think I would get the win here. Um, but at this point, I'm rolling out with Duke Johnson. Um, like you were saying, Christian Kirk, I don't think he's going to have a good 
Yeah, he missed game. But I do think he's going to have a pretty good year. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen early on for me. Um, like you were saying, Brett, earlier, this is the biggest spread, obviously, in week one. I think it's 26, about 26 points. Um, I honestly have to agree with that spread. I don't think it's going to be even close. I think it's going to be about a 28-point game or 28 to 30-point game. So not looking forward to this first matchup of the season for me. Okay. Well, um, I obviously do not want to pick Detroit to, to win anything, but I look at this matchup. I mean, we're going to see what they have in Lamar Jackson. We're going to see Mitchell Trubisky early on Thursday. So, I mean, we're going to – he's going to get a lot of questions answered. Um, he has uh, New England, Pittsburgh on Sunday night, Edelman, Schuster. That's going to be a, a points fast, I believe. So, I, I think I have to give the edge to Detroit as well. Now, the final game and what was my most difficult game to predict, we have the Rockland clan as – Six-point favorites going against the Dogtown Dobermans. Detroit, who do you have winning this uh, final game of week one? I'm with you, man. This game I went back and forth with. It's just – it's very close. Um, I ended up going with uh, the Dogtown Dobermans and Keith here. Uh, even though Rodgers is going up against the Bears, it's the first week. They're in Chicago. They only haven't projected to score 16 points. I think Rodgers is going to score more. Um, I love, I love his wide receivers, Antonio Brown and ODB. Of course, if, you know, if they keep their head on straight, but I think they're going to have big weeks. Um, I just like his matchups a little bit better. Uh, Eric's team is too lions heavy. I know we've covered this and I love my lions. That's my favorite team. I, I mean, it's the lions forward down the field, man, but first, but on Johnson, I expect big things from him this year. Uh, Galladay, I think the lines are going to be very heavy run this year. So I don't know how big of a year Galladay is going to have. So, and I don't like I don't like Stafford. I'm not a fan. So I'm going to go with Keith and the Dobermans this week. All right, Phil, what do you, what's your take? Well, actually, until Detroit started naming off the players on. Uh, the Dobermans team. I had the clan, the Rock Atlanta clan winning, but I think I'm going to actually switch my pick uh, to the Dogtown Dobermans. I, I really like what he was saying. Um, I do think Jared Goff for the Rock Atlanta clan is going to have a huge game, though, so I think he's going to uh, win in that position, even over Rodgers. Um, but I really like James Conner. I think he's going to have another great season. Um, and I think Miles Sanders actually is going to have a breakout year in his rookie season, um, especially in that Philadelphia Eagles offense. I think um, he'll have a good first game. Antonio Brown, that's the one question mark I think I have on the Dogtown Dobermans. Um, of course, we all know with the off-the-field issues and now with the feet issues that he's been having. And, of course, apparently he doesn't want to play with a helmet. Um, uh, but, of course, he has Odell Beckham, who's, who's probably going to have a, a big game in the Cleveland offense. Um, question tied in with Irv Smith, Jr., um, not expecting much from him. Um, but overall, I do think uh, – now I think the Dobermans are going to get the win in week one. Phil, Phil, Phil. Just, just blowing every little breeze here. I have the clan taking this one as six-point favorites. Uh, again, it's my toughest toughest game to call. Uh, I like the QB matchups better for the clan, obviously. You have golf going at Carolina. Stafford, who knew? 
This is why we love fantasy sports. Who besides you two and Eric and Detroit would care about the Lions and the Cardinals? Now, this game for this fantasy matchup becomes must-watch TV, and I think it is going to be um, a, a pretty decently high-scoring game, which favors the clan here. So um, I like Eric to win. I don't really think it's going to be as close as the spread as the spread indicates. Um, I this am lock of the week. What uh, what Miles Sanders does and how and how uh, how his role is going to be in, in, in the, the Philadelphia offense. So uh, that's our predictions for Week One. Um, we'll, we'll track these and give our records every every week and, and laugh at our mistakes and uh, celebrate our victories there. Uh, Detroit, as we wrap up here, do you have anything else? No, I just uh, I think this week went a little bit smoother. I'm sure there's probably some things we'll have to tighten up. But uh, after listening to you host this week, I really I really can't stand you. You just love to hear yourself talk. But Dude, like I said last week, I love to hear myself talk, and everyone else should. If for you uh so phil uh go ahead wait wait wait, wait. i think get to sign off man are you signing no i'm not gonna let you say go ahead get him out brett sucks <sighs> phil um yeah i think it's safe to say that nobody's gonna go under the phil dozer line this week which is the 200 point mark uh made famous <laughs> by of course the nitro neanderthals um <laughs> But yeah, um, be sure to give us a follow on the KD on Twitter at KDFL Podcast. Um, so, for Phil Ruxy, Jonathan Detroit Haynes, and Brent Steele, that wraps up episode two of the KDFL Podcast. We will see you next week.